Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Welcome to Cavs, a podcast. I'm Nate Smith here with Evil Genius. <laughs> and we are coming off a Cavalier win over the Charlotte Hornets. Um, a very nice uh, win tonight. A uh, couple of records set. Uh, yeah, important win to stay ahead of the <laughs> Sixers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cavs half a game up on the Sixers. Um so, E.G., you were talking all night about the graphic because you were watching on oh, man. the Charlotte Hornets feed. What was the graphic that was driving you nuts? Like, it, it was – I thought they were just going to put it up and just to show it and then take it down. But it was the graphic that, that showed the the Charlotte all-time leading score. And it had Del Curry, who is, was their leading all-time scorer, and then – it had Kemba Walker, right, like number two. And then I think Kemba had to get, what, 19 or 17 points or whatever tonight to to tie it, 19 to, to beat it. And or average eight, 20, 18 to beat it. 26, so that's... Yeah, so the chances... It's a cab, so chances are he was probably going to get it tonight. But normally with graphics like that, you put it up, and then maybe you put it back up when, you know, like <laughs> once or twice or when, when they... close, yeah. Because it wasn't so much like, it wasn't just the graphic, it was the size of it. Because the size of it took up about a third of the screen. <laughs> like, I, like, And it was kind of only vaguely opaque, so you couldn't really see <laughs> the play. So several times, and it was it was in the first half, it was the basket the Cavs were scoring on. So it was like several times, I would just completely miss the play because it would just disappear behind this giant graphic. They refused to take down at, for a second that Kemba was on the floor. <laughs> 
And I was thinking, I was thinking, like, even though he might have been fourteen points away, which and it was funny no, he was because seventeen points away, he was seventeen points away, and I thought, okay, well, hopefully he'll just get to it quickly and they can get rid of this thing. But no, and it, it just kept going on and on. Well, and, and then on. the funny thing was, like, he really didn't get it until late in the game because the end of the game, they the had him held at ten for a while. Yeah, George Hill did a great job on Kemba tonight. Oh yeah, that that was that was maybe one of George Hill's like best defensive performances as a Cav. But he really, he really was all over, and he had help too. I mean, they really kind of swarmed Kemba. They, I mean, he's really the only guy that scores much on that team with Batum just coming off the injury. Well, yeah, it's him and Howard, basically. I mean, yeah, and, and we all Howard know Howard the only scores the, on dunks, <laughs> right? But he's the other end of that pick and roll that makes it so deadly, you know? Right. Well, especially when it seemed what it seemed like when the, they announced they were going to start Tristan and Jeff Green tonight. So, <laughs> which I, I I questioned, but um, yeah, well, Tristan. you could tell early on they they just didn't have no one no one could hit shots, and that's the problem is when you have when you have Tristan and Jeff Green on the floor together like that, you're just not the lanes aren't going to be open. Yeah, you're, you have to. You're gonna. So if you're not hitting your outside yeah. shots, you're kind of you're kind of screwed. But at least the the Cavs were doing a decent job stopping the Hornets from scoring too. So yeah, and and you mentioned George Hill. Um, so in a one eighteen one hundred five victory, George Hill was plus twenty nine, which is incredible <laughs> in thirty four minutes, which is a great number. And then, well, and he only scored like four points, didn't he? Uh, he had nine points. So nine he, points. he was four of thirteen. Um, and, and most of the shots were good ones. He just, you know, one of five from three. You know, maybe he makes a couple more of those as different ball games. Uh, yeah. I he missed know, one of those that went over the hoop, and I, and he could you could tell he was really angry with himself. But well, and he also got blocked a couple times by Dwight Howard, and I was quite sure one of them was a goal ten. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but still I, plus twenty nine. That's pretty good. No, no, yeah. I didn't think he had a bad night at all, and no turnovers either. And then you know, LeBron. <laughs> Just with an insane game on the second well, night of a back-to-back. I felt like it was an insane three quarters. Like yeah. the first quarter, he really didn't look like he, he looked very out of sync, yeah. and it looked like it looked like it was bothering him because he had um, they were doing some similar stuff early on that Miami did the night before, where they were just throwing a lot of guys at him, and um, <laughs> I don't know. It just seemed like it seemed like he was having some some trouble. And mm-hmm. like Marvin Williams picked his pocket once, and yeah, it's just it was kind of like a first quarter to forget. And then he, when he, I mean, he he had what sixteen points in the second quarter, yeah. so twenty twenty two for the half and forty one for the game. And yeah, but let, was, let, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I, mean, I was to say he was really the only guy hitting threes tonight for the Cavs. So yeah, and let's talk about the guy that sparked the Cavs came in in the second quarter. <laughs> And just we're all sitting there on the live thread. Go, oh please, Jr. Don't drive. And then he gets an and one, and then he don't drive again. He gets it's like a mirror image of the same play, like yeah. almost the next play, I think. And then it happened again. Um, yeah, he just kept driving. He kept he attacking. Kept driving. And so, and then he drove and fed LeBron James with a ridiculous alley oop. The Granny um, Smith. The Granny Smith. Underhanded, underhanded uh, alley oop. Yeah, and so and he just got him going. I mean, and he probably played the best defense he's played all year. 
Um, everybody was talking about it. he had three steals. He was chasing was guys inspired. around. He was screen. eight of nine. Yeah, eight and nine from the field. Yeah, and then in the second half, he's drilling. You know, he's just taking three crossover pull up twenty footers and swishing them, and and had a big three and. He had a ridiculous offensive rebound where he was up by the rim grabbing the ball. Yeah, yeah, he did. And and not and to go along with three dimes and a and only one turnover. So you know if if J.R. Smith uh, can play like this going back into the playoffs, uh, that's a humongous boon to the Cavs. I would take I would take even uh, a reasonable facsimile of this because. Yeah. He just, you're right. I mean, he was the spark. He he really got LeBron going. He got the whole team going. They played noticeably better on both ends of the floor after Jr. started to go off. Yeah. And when's the last time Jr. Smith played 31 minutes in a game? You know, I mean, you have it to probably go back. A while. You could probably go back to January. But um, so when they interviewed Jr. after the, or I'm sorry, when they interviewed Larry Drew after the game. He said, well, what got J.R. going? And he said there was a dog at the shoot-around today, and J.R. was on the floor playing with the dog, and, you know, they had the pictures up on, and there's probably one on Twitter, of of J.R. sitting on the floor with this golden retriever that I guess uh, belonged to the um, North Carolina men's um, baseball team. I, I'm assuming this dog is a, a ball retriever. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he was just playing with the dog, and I, <laughs> Larry Drew said it calmed him. Uh, but Jr. said, "Well, he's just there at the right time." And <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm I'm loving engaged. Jr. is guy. He's such an odd yeah. fellow at times, but you root for him. And then you know, he's one of the few guys you can have like ten bad games. He has that one game like this, and you're like, "You go, Jr." You know? Yeah. But yeah. that's just that, that's kind of the frustrating thing about Jr. is yeah. that we all know he's got it in him. I mean, it, it's not like it, nothing he did tonight was anything he hadn't done before. This wasn't an outlier game. Like he just he was just focused. He yeah. the shot the shots went down, and he got himself he smartly got himself going with his drive, which yeah, and he credited you know, Phil Handy for that, and then that opened up his shot. And then with his offense going, his defense picked up. Yeah, and and the passing too. I mean, he really only had one bad play that. Well, he got beat. A well, he had, times, but, he had but then that he had that on the back to nobody. <laughs> but I don't know. I it might be the dog the therapy dog, but I, I still think it was he. He just found yeah. the the fountain of Hennessy in in, <laughs> in Florida when they were down there yesterday. Yes. Yes, the fountain of Hennessy <laughs> instead of the fountain of youth. Yeah, no, it, it does wonders. It does wonders. Make it young. What, what, what's your wild rabbit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have one anymore. Never, I'm too old. Never, never stop, never settle. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, big game for JR, big game for Larry Nance. Uh, felt like he got back a little bit. Yeah, um, I mean, he, he didn't look to score much, although he, they got him on a couple of mid-rangers early. Well, and they threw three lobs to him that were terrible lobs, too. They were like, terrible, yeah. I mean, one of them had, was super high. Yeah. The one LeBron sent him, if he'd have thrown that down, it would have been an all, 
year dunk. I oh, mean, yeah. it was it was probably eight feet from the backboard <laughs> for him to catch that. And yeah, that was way up there. Well, no, the the first one, the one from LeBron, wasn't up. It was way behind him. He oh had yeah, to reach back to get it, but. Um, really good board work. Four steals. He had some great defense in the third and fourth quarters. Yeah. Um, really happy to see that. Did pick up. Man, I've never seen a guy that picks up more ticky tack fouls than Larry Nance. Like he gets called for everything. Although he's been pretty good with the fouls lately, but well, um, that, but Miami and tonight he was terrible. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, not tonight. I didn't really feel like it was his fault. Like two of them were just awful calls. Like yeah. guys just run into him and he gets a foul call, and it's like, what do you want the guy to do? Yeah, you know, no, that's a good point. Um, but yeah, it was good to see him out there. It's good to see him get minutes. I mean, he he definitely got more minutes because Tristan, even though they Larry Drew started him, he he had two quick fouls and, and four total and, you know, had a pretty quiet night with just three rebounds and two points. But, yeah. uh, but he, I, I felt like he did a decent job on Dwight for, especially in the second half. Cause Dwight did most of his damage in the first half. Yeah. And it was funny because another guy who, you know, the way they officiate big men in the NBA, it's like, it can have such an effect on the game. And Tristan got away with one on a Dwight lob. And then the very next play, he got a clean block and they called in. It was like, you know, total makeup foul, but yeah. then Tristan had to go to the bench and then, you know, Dwight Howard's foul problems in the second really slowed him down. Yeah. So, uh, and that they were not the same team without Dwight Howard, but also in the second half, they kind of stopped running their offense through him too. Well, and they were missing a lot of shots and some of that was because of the Cavs, but, um, yeah. but, but, you know, they were, yeah, I mean, they did a nice job on Kemba. I mean, he yeah. was only seven seven of 18, and like you said, he only had 10 points going into the fourth quarter, so. Yeah, well, and, and let's be honest, um, the Hornets have a pretty mediocre selection of wings. Um, when you're running, what did I call it? The meat lineup with, yeah. ba- with bacon and lamb, so. <laughs> bacon and lamb, dude, I've really thought bacon got going early, but then yeah. they cooled off. Dwayne bacon might be like the most ridiculous. That is like a total, like, uh, you know, NBA 2k 19 game or, oh, yeah. you know, create a player. Yeah. Name. <laughs> Dwayne bacon. <laughs> so great. Yeah. Um, and then the only guy that really gave him any trouble off the bench, I mean, well, the Frank the Tank, Frank the Tank Kaminsky, who, who you said was your second most annoying uh, I, player. I, he's got such a punchable face. Kaminsky, <laughs> he does have a punchable face. It's like back to back Olinick and and Kaminsky. It's like ugh. <laughs> Olenek and Kaminsky, the world's most annoying law firm. Yeah, those guys will be on the same team someday. Oh, I know. And yeah, and so, I mean, Charlotte, you can definitely see why they They are. They wanted to blow it up. (laughs) Well, you can see why they're 34 and 42 because they have no wings um, that are any good. I mean, Nick Batum. Well, he's still coming back from injury, yeah, but, but he's always hurt. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, he's one of these guys that's always hurt. That's true. He's a guy. and kid. Kid, kid Gil- Gilchrist had eleven points, but he really can't score outside of like about ten feet. Yeah, no, he's got the worst jump shooting form in the NBA. I mean, makes it yeah 
Well, since Yakeem Noah's not in the NBA anymore, yes, he does. Oh, is he not? Did he get? Well, he gets. Did he get bought no, out? No, he's just. He, the, the Knicks have told him go home, don't come back. Right. <laughs> you know, and he may never. Um, no, but I like Malik Monk. But I mean, you know, but he's, he's young. Yeah, he's a rookie. Well, so's ba- so's Bacon. Yeah, but at least those are set, like a couple of young guys that they can kind of build from. But yeah, that's the problem with Charlotte. They're in no man's land. They're gonna their picks gonna be somewhere in the you know like the fifteen you know fourteen fifteen range, and you know they're they're it's not gonna. I mean, this year they actually might be an impact player, but um, but yeah, they're they're kind of. It's hard to it's hard to know what what MJ's doing with his team right now. Well, they finally fired Rich Cho, who had a just a disastrous series of draft picks for them. I mean, it seemed like they took every stiff white guy for like five straight years. Yeah. I mean <laughs> I mean between uh they had one of the Zeller brothers, they had Frank Kaminsky. They still know. have a Zeller brother, I think, don't they? Yeah. Just on the He's DL? yeah, Cody Zeller. Who yeah. actually is a decent player when he plays, but you know, again he he's a role player. You know, he's a Oh yeah. A no, the the best. I mean, the wait. Isn't there a Zeller that plays in Portland? Mm, or no, no, that's a different one. That's a, <laughs> no, uh, who did the Nets traded uh, Tyler? But I can't remember where they traded him. Who's <laughs> the one I'm thinking about there? Then. I think maybe they traded Tyler to the Pelicans or something. But uh, Tyler was the one that played for the Cavs. And then there's another Zeller, but he's out of the league. Because he was a guard and he wasn't very good, so yeah, yeah. Eh. And well, you're getting the Zellers confused with the Plumleys. The Plumleys, yeah, that's the other. <laughs> the other three, group. There's three Plumleys, yeah. And there used to be a Plumley in Portland, but now he, they traded him to Denver, I think. Yeah, and the one Plumley was the one who got like a sixty million dollar contract, and then now he's on Atlanta and not playing. So, you yeah. know, one of those terrible contracts from you know Dude, two years ago. What is ago. up with the Blazers? Speaking of them. They lost to the Grizzlies tonight. Wow, the Grizzlies on a tear. <laughs> Not enough of one, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. And, now, and CJ had forty-two points, but I guess they played without Lillard tonight, so that's probably why they lost. Why they lost? But still, I'm I'm shocked that the Grizzlies would commit to that. Well, they also lost Mo Harkless. Um, he got right. He got hurt. So that between the oh league... Marshawn Brooks, they just signed him, and he he went off for like twenty-one points. Who? Marshawn Brooks. Um. Oh, remember wow. him, Marshawn Brooks? Yeah, I remember Marshawn Brooks. He was seven of twelve, five of five from three point land tonight for twenty one points uh, for the Grizz. For the Grizz. Wow. <laughs> How about crazy. that? I, it amazes me. There are so. I feel like the bottom twenty percent of the NBA yeah. is like interchangeable with the top twenty percent of players not in the NBA. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many guys that seem to, this time of year, come in and do that, and then, but they don't have any upside, and they just kind of are who they are, and, yeah. you know, we'll see if they get anywhere. Like, you know, Quinn Cook, uh, who's right. now the starting point guard for the Golden uh, State, for Golden State for the foreseeable, at least until Steph Curry gets healthy, um, you know, that's a guy who could not get out of the D-League for a while, and now... You know, mm-hmm. credit to him for working and finally getting his shot. But, I mean, the Cavs drafted him. He just couldn't get out of the D-League. So, 
And then yeah. you see guys like Marshawn Brooks. There's a bunch of guys. Uh, who was the guy that was scoring all the points for um, the Nets tonight? Dwayne? Joe Harris? No, no, it was not Joe Harris. Uh, well, Joe Harris had 14 points. I mean, the high, the high score was 16 with Karis LeVert and uh, D'Angelo Russell. Like literally, all, all, all five of their starters. Oh no no no! At I'm least, sorry. At I least was, fourteen points. I was looking at it the other way. Um, the Mavericks, oh. or I'm sorry, the Magic started Rodney Purvis, who was over six for two points in twenty three minutes. Ah. Um. Yeah the the Magic at one point in the fourth were down two to sixteen. In the yeah. fourth quarter scoring, uh, just rolled over and died for, uh, for the Nets tonight. Um, <laughs> Tankapalooza yeah. 2018. So that's crazy though. The Nets had literally one, two, three, four, five, seven guys out of the 10 that played. No, yeah. out of the, was that right? Seven out of, <laughs> seven out of nine in double figures. Not just double figures, but like with at least fourteen points. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, and nobody with more than sixteen. Hot counting action. This is what you come to Cavs the podcast. For. No, no, that's just an, it's one of those like an anomalous. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like you'll never see that again see in the NBA. Like, yeah, when does that ever happen? Like the, <laughs> we need to have to have scoring that equal. Yeah, the game finder. We need the game finder. Yeah, <laughs> on on basketball <laughs> reference. So, Anyways, to get back to the Cavs. Yeah, at so least they anything else you saw out by Miami last night? Uh, what did I see? <laughs> I saw Rodney Hood slowly get some confidence. Yeah. Um, you know he was he was missing shots pretty badly early on, and then he had that big three. Oh, it was wide open, but it was it was a pressure three because LeBron threw him that that cross court pass out of the corner and mm -hmm. did the, as somebody said, the Steph Curry walk away on the pass where he yeah, just yeah. He rifled it. And then he just started walking and knowing that like basically saying like, you're going to get this Rodney. So I don't know if that's him like challenging Rodney or him like just showing some confidence in him, but he knocked that one down and he had a couple of nice buckets in the second half that, uh, you know, hopefully it's something he can build on because God knows he needs something. I mean, he was plus 19, for the game, he had 13 points, 5 of 12 shooting. Um, you know, so he, he he can look good. Like, when he when he's oh, aggressive, yeah. he can look really good. But well, he's still got a, a big ceiling. I mean, I feel like when he gets his – excuse me. When he gets his shoulder square, like, yeah. there's no prettier jump shot on the Cavs. And I'm including Kyle Korver in that. Like, Kyle Korver's yeah. an amazing shooter. But when he gets his shoulder square, Rodney Hood's form is perfect. Like, yeah. he might have the best form of a left-handed shooter I've ever seen. But he's just – I feel like he needs to do – he still seems pretty skinny in the upper body. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. He's I still feel, young. I mean, he's only, what, 24, 25. So. Yeah, I feel like he needs to, you know, get a little work in the weight room so he can absorb contact a little better when he's shooting. Because yeah. he seems like it's really easy to get him off his shot with just, like, a little bit of contact. Yeah. But he's got that really nice floater. Like, yeah. Well, it's kind of a floater hook. You know what I mean? Like, that, yeah, where he drives into the into the middle of the paint and and, and just takes that little jumper. Yeah, yeah. It shoots that or a little floater, hook shot, spins yeah. into a hook, uh, or yeah. puts it off the the glass. And and it's a really nice shot. I, I mean, he was plus nineteen tonight with thirteen points, 
five rebounds, two of four from three line. So yeah, a nice game from him. Like ideally he is your starting two guard because of the size he has. He presents a lot of defensive matchup problems if, if he can stick with his man and then, you know, you got, well, and it's easier to stick with the, the Hornet wings for, you know, reasons we stated earlier, but (laughs) yeah, but still, I mean, it's good. Everybody likes bacon. (laughs) At least it's a, I mean, let's hope it's a confidence building game for him as well. Um, you know, it was a rough night for Clarkson. He had, he was in foul trouble. Yeah. Yeah, He took some, he took some bad shots. He, um, after a super hot start with the Cavs, he has really cooled off of late. Like he just can't seem to find his game much. I think too. He really, um, yeah. He someone needs to pull him aside and just say, "Look, man, you you have guys open. Like you have you have guys when because he draws a lot of attention on his drives because he right. is a pretty good driver and he can pull up for the mid ranger as well. And yeah. his best three is we we talked about before is a spot up three, you know, yeah. where you can just go stand in a corner, or, you know, and be a, and be an option that way. So it almost feels like Clarkson's whole, you know, I mean, and it's hard to say this, but his whole mentality needs to get a little more, you know, distribution oriented. And I think he's got to realize like, we need you to score off the bench for sure, but we also need you to, you know, your, your, your ability to, to handle the ball and to get to the, to the rim opens up a lot of other guys for wide open shots and you're just not seeing these guys. And, you know, it was, it was, it was a lot more egregious when, when Corver was playing. Cause you oh, can yeah. see that, that like Corver's is like literally standing there. Like I, I have no one covered me right now. That yeah, shouldn't I'm the happen. Shooter in the history of the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I want to believe that Clarkson can, can be, instructed that along those lines, but I just don't know if it'll happen it's, this it's year. It's so weird because I also feel like he's one of those guys, like, they moved him to the two guard, which I think is good for the team, but mm-hmm. he also seems like uh, one of those guys that needs to touch the ball a lot to get his yeah. rhythm, yep. and he can't find that middle ground, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like Dion Waiters almost in a way when he was with the Cavs yeah. early on. No, similar kind of with game. LeBron. Yeah, similar kind of game for sure. I mean, Dion's probably a bet is a better passer, I would say, and a better has better floor vision. But you know, kind of similar mentality is like if he's just a catch and shoot guy, it kind of takes him out of his game, and yeah. he can't kind of figure out how to get back in it. Yep. Um and it it irritates me because I feel like he has that like of all the guys, I mean, he's got great tools. He's got a fantastic handle. He's a great leaper. He's super quick, super fast. And it's like, you just can't seem to quite put it all together. And it's probably why the Lakers gave up on him. Yeah. Um, I mean, not that, but also they kind of had a crowd of, of ball handlers, but God, you, he's such a tease. I mean, you so wish he could put it all together. That he might still, I mean, he's still young and, you know, yeah. young guys can do that. But yeah, I mean, look, his, his future projects as, you know, Jamal Crawford and, and, uh, Lou Williams. And these are guys that, you know, as they went along, they, they started to find their, their role more and more. And yeah. Clarkson's kind of been that his whole career, that, that microwave Vinnie yeah. Johnson kind of scorer off the bench. And he's either going to, you know, it's up to him. He's he's gonna have to do it. He's gonna have yeah. to so change you, his, his dimensionality. 
you watched him a lot because you watch a lot of Lakers game being on yeah. the West Coast. Yeah. You watched him a lot for the Lakers. What do you see? Are you seeing a big difference in his game with the Cavs, or is it kind of what you've seen the last? Well, the years? difference I find is that he did pass more. It seemed like with the Lakers, but I think there was there was because he was oftentimes the best player on the court on the second unit. And so, and people and teams knew he could score, so he had to pass because teams designed more to to try to stop him on the second mm-hmm. unit. So it felt like he was he would like find uh, Brook Lopez, or he would find you know it's Nance or some of the other big men. And he still seems like he's got a pretty good chemistry with Nance, but they it didn't feel like they had much going tonight. Like it didn't feel like their minutes synced up quite as much. Um, yeah, and and that's a good observation because I mean I think one of the things that's still kind of hurting him is he's not he doesn't maybe seem like one of these guys that's going to pick up where everyone is right away. You know, we saw yeah. George Hill struggled with it for a while. Um, Clarkson, I think it, and it's hard too when you've got when you've got LeBron James. Oh, absolutely, arguably the best, the probably the top one of the top three passers in the game right now up there with Chris Paul and, and uh, I guess maybe would you say uh, what Harden or, or Ruby? Well, Rondo's a pretty good passer too, but, um, but look, you're on the team with, with LeBron and he, he frequently comes in and plays a little bit with the second unit. So, you know, it, there's, there might be some of that just getting used to it, too. But. Oh, yeah, and just getting all used to all the new faces, and the rotation is seemingly changing on a nightly basis with the injuries and, you know, the different little pet plays and where everybody likes the ball or is yeah. all different. So, yeah. you know, hopefully you can kind of keep developing and, and, you know, getting that going. Yeah, um, I feel I, like we haven't I talked really about like LeBron him. yet. That's the thing, like, I just feel like he has all the tools and he drives oh, me I nuts, agree with but like, if I, you agree with you. I think, his, I think his, it's the, the problem is his basketball IQ is not, um, is not that high, but, um, but who knows, maybe, maybe that'll improve the more he's around guys that, that, yeah. that do have that. But, uh, I feel like we, I was saying, I feel like we haven't talked about LeBron enough. Oh tonight. yeah, no. And, and let's just touch on the fact that, um, Chetty Osman back tonight, um, yeah, that was nice to see. He was a little rusty. He was a little rusty. He, he hit a three. He hit a but, three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, LeBron, uh, you're right. We haven't talked about him tonight enough. Um, <laughs> 41 points plus 21 uh, in what well, he had at least four dunks, like four rim rattlers. Um, I mean, maybe his five. Ups, his ups are, are I mean, I, 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 I it's hard to imagine it just I, I i mean i'm i'm remembering like you know what my body felt like at 33 you know it's certainly a lot better than now but like i i don't know how this guy does it honestly i mean i read this i was reading this uh tweet um tonight that said the last time cuz he cuz he did get the he tied jordan for the the most the un, what was previously dis, deemed to be the the unbreakable record, which was the uh, scoring at least ten points or double digits in uh, eight hundred and sixty six games, that said the last time that LeBron James didn't didn't score at least ten points in a game was January fifth, two thousand seven, against the Milwaukee Bucks. That's eleven years, two months, three weeks, and two days ago. Wow. Of the seven of the seventeen players who participated in that game. 
LeBron is the only one even still active in the NBA. That's insane. No, like we were talking about <laughs> today, I was looking at the guys that came out of high school in the same draft as him. Like it's insane. Like Kendrick Perkins was the same draft as him. Um, yeah, I'm going to go. Uh, yeah, it's just nuts. Like uh, J.R. Smith was a year behind you. Um, yeah. 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 Right. Yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, let me, well, then, let me look uh, at this real quick, because this list was insane. Yeah. Like, uh, 2000, so it was 2003, Kendrick Persons, Travis Outlaw, who... I remember that guy. Yeah, I mean, he was out of the league in, in seven years, I think. Uh, yeah. In Duty, EB, which I don't even remember, James Lang, uh, Dwight Howard the next year. Yep. Um, Al Jefferson and Josh Smith in 2004. Is Josh Smith out of the league? Did yeah, somebody, he's in did he China. sign with somebody? Oh, he's really? Chickity China, Chinese chicken. How's he um, doing over there? Is he, getting, is he statue worthy? <laughs> I don't know. Oh. I'm sure he's posterizing Chinese high school kids every night. And hey, well, you know, the Cavs like to collect. I did like to something. collect guys that seem like LeBron. Maybe, maybe he's got a role. I did. I gotta. I gotta look this up because I did see uh, his three point shooting in China. Is uh, I guess much higher <laughs> is his percentage. I love how you went from the from the I'm looking up guys in 2003 rabbit hole to the hey, to very the easily the the Josh Smith and what's this I'm very shooting percentage in China rabbit hole. Robert Swift, you remember Robert Swift? Yeah, 2004. Uh, sure. Sebastian Telfair. Martel, oh yeah, uh, but what's his name? Bassy Telfair, yeah. yeah. Martel Webster, uh, oh, Sean Livingston. You know, well, he's still around. Yeah, he's still around. And Jr. He's still, I mean, he's still viable. Yeah. Um, Andrew Bynum in 2005. Um, yeah. 2005 yeah. has some guys: Gerald Green, C.J. Miles, um, and then 2006. You got Monta Ellis, uh, Lou Williams, Andre. What Blatch. happened to Monta Ellis? God, he, I feel like he just disappeared. He did because he was terrible. He's not in the league anymore. He couldn't. Nobody signed him this year. He wow. he's just he deteriorated that much. I mean, he's not that old, is he? Well, he was drafted out of high school in two thousand five, so I think he's probably thirty one. So thirty one, Monte Ellis. Like, remember when Monte Ellis was like the future of Golden State? Yeah, I do. That year that they beat uh, Dallas as the eighth yeah. seed in the first round, and then. You know, Lou Williams, Andre Blatch, Amir Johnson, who looks like Andre Blatch. Andre Blatch, yeah. The uh the pride of the Philippines. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I mean, it's pretty amazing these guys. I mean, I for one thing I find this argument that all these guys that played a year played in high school before LeBron and and that's why LeBron has these extra years out of high school. I I find that to be a ridiculous. Kobe, Kobe played nice. Came came out of high school or not high school in college. You know what I mean? Like oh, LeBron. Oh, LeBron's career numbers are better because all these other guys went to college. And I'm like, no, but oh, Kobe didn't. Kobe, Kobe went right, right out of high right, school. Right. No, I'm I'm just saying, not yeah. Kobe. The other guys. You yeah, know. Garnett. There's a few guys that that you look at and say, well, you know. Oh yeah, totally. They had that, but. Anyways, but like, what was it? Uh, McMenamin said this. He said, LeBron James, 33 years old, in his 15th season, 
playing game number 75 of 75 on the second night of a back-to-back after playing 38 minutes on Tuesday, put up 41 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists in 37 minutes in a win over Charlotte Wednesday, and checked out to the Road Arena chanting MVP, MVP. Yeah, how great was that? He got a standing O in... No wonder MJ didn't show up. <laughs> he didn't, he, not only did he not want to see the unbreakable record get, get tied... But he didn't want to hear LeBron get MVP chance in his building. I know that's crazy, but he deserved but, it. But he was shouldn't he have been there? Shouldn't he have been there for Kemba for his record? <laughs> I'm not. Where where you at, Mike? <laughs> E.G. Cass and Shade on on his airness. <laughs> yeah, he's home crying like his meme. Oh man, um, so I gotta say, somebody had a good somebody had a good quote on the internet today. It's probably one of those McNeil guys or whatever, but uh, <laughs> where he said it was like uh, Michael Jordan is the Sam Bowie of of uh, NBA owners. Well, oh wow, that's <laughs> that's cold blooded. But it's true. Come how, on, how man. So, how so? Huh? Because it took him like ten years to fire Rich Cho. Oh, I know, but. I, I don't I don't like Sam Bowie got a raw deal. He blew out his knee so bad. Uh come on. Sam Bowie was he, never he was never good. No, he was a terrible. He played in the league for a long time. He just could never be the same player he was after he got hurt. Yeah. Well, maybe in today's day and age he would have been all right cuz they they do wonders with knee surgery now. Yeah, I mean he would have been, but you know, he got a raw deal. I mean Hakeem Olajuwon <laughs> also drafted ahead of of MJ and that wasn't yeah. a terrible pick, but well, but he still wasn't the the considered the greatest player of all time. <laughs> no, <laughs> think about no. that. Your two teams passed on the 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 goat. Yeah, no, I I know what you mean. I mean, it does yeah, make me worried though about it. Does make me worried though about LeBron someday being an owner because I just think guys what? like that. I just look. I, I don't necessarily think that that God gives with both hands when it comes like to, to things <laughs> like that, right? Like you, you're like you get the great like basketball, you know, ability and knowledge, but but you know, you, you make questionable decisions in other arenas. You know the insane thing about Michael Jordan as an owner, like how many big white stiffs has that team drafted under Jordan? It's insane. Yeah, like Adam I Morrison. Know. Adam Morrison. <laughs> like one of the worst graphics of all time. <laughs> the stash. <laughs> the stash. I mean, what happened? Is he playing in China? He no, should be. he's. Come on. No, he's not playing in China. He's not. He's not. He's not getting passes from Jimmer Fredette. <laughs> I I don't know. Let Let me go look. I, no, 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 don't, 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 don't. Be here it's another your hour. Fault. You do this. You do this. So what happened to that guy? And then I like, can't help but I have good right. questions. <laughs> um. <laughs> He is not playing anymore, I, I don't believe. The last time he played was for Besiktas Milongas in 2012. So. Besiktas Milongas? Where is that? Is that a disease or is that in Greece somewhere? <laughs> it's right next to uh, Pascal Siakam. Pascal Siakam? Jeez. That no, guy. It's, I, I'm assuming that is like um, in uh, Yugoslavia or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, uh, anyway, thirty-three. He's the same age as LeBron. Who? <laughs> Adam Morrison. Is he really? Yeah. He's, they called him the White Mamba. Did you know that? Yeah, because he came out in two thousand three as a junior. I thought someone was uh, someone else was the White Mamba. No, um, 
uh, what's his name uh, for the Spurs that played forever? The big goofy. Oh, who's oh right. Yeah, I know what you mean. He also played for the Celtics with the guy with the red hair. No, you're you're getting the you're getting your gingers confused. Oh. <laughs> um. Ah, oh, you drive me nuts. Uh, <laughs> why do you do this to me, Eugene? Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> and no, the White Mamba was um, br- oh, br- White Mamba was Brian Scalabrini. That's right. That was he. Scalabrini yeah. no, played. No, there for was the another Celtics. one. The guy that plays for the Spurs was the Red Mamba. <laughs> Oh, the guy that currently plays for the Spurs. No, he retired a couple of years ago. But do have a redheaded guy, Bertans. Matt Bonner is Red Mamba. <laughs> oh, okay. Matt Bonner, Red Mamba. Jeez. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Kevin, Adam Morrison was six foot eight. <laughs> yeah, it was in Yeah, one of the He is now the... he is now the <laughs> he is an assistant coach at Mead High School. I don't know where that is. It's in Spokane, Washington. There you go. That sounds. Oh, that's right, right. because he was because he was a Washington guy. Well, good for him. (laughs) Yeah, good for him. Um, Hopefully, he he saved his money and. I wonder if he still got the mustache. I I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, that was a pretty terrible draft. So there's not a lot of those guys still playing. Yeah. Um. You know, JJ Redick and um. JJ Redick and yeah, that's about it. Tabo Cephalosha is pretty much the only guys. And Rondo, is he still playing? Cephalosha, he's and Kyle Lowry. Wow, I can't believe Kyle. I can't. Yeah, dude, Kyle Lowry's old. Kyle I don't know Lowry's why people keep saying like forever. Toronto's that you know going to be good forever. Like he's 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 close to being done. Yeah, the Shannon Brown draft was was Shannon that draft. Brown. <laughs> dude, okay, how, okay. How can you explain this? Being a Utah fan, how are they getting beat by ten at home by the Celtics G League team? I, I I can't understand it. Um, I I watched it a little bit. The Celtics then, outscored them thirty to fifteen in the second quarter. Thirty uh, to fifteen. I don't know. <laughs> I can't couldn't tell you. Oh, it's because Jay Crowder is one for four and over three from three. <laughs> that that could it's be a negative nine. Jeez, Rubio's not much better. Yeah, hey. this is like I feel like a Dude, team... no Horford, no Kyrie, no no. Uh, but I feel uh, like Boston smart. is a team that out Utah's Utah. You know what I mean? That's true. Like, yeah, I, I I know what you mean. I like you Utah's mean. such a style change for all those West teams that run it and. You know, it kind of takes them out of their game, but like <laughs> Boston's a grinding team, so you know you, you're gonna outgrind a grinding. I mean, it's forty-two to forty-nine to forty-two. Well, yeah, in the third quarter, like it, uh, oh no, no the the uh, what, if you took the under on what like a hundred and thirty points for this game, you'd probably win. Yeah, I mean, the, that's a sure bet, and the other sure bet would be Orlando being <laughs> Orlando <nuts> today. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like take the points. I knew you say that. I knew oh, you yeah. say it was, that. Well, it was like the Mavs versus the Nets the other night. It was like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Look, I don't mind so much because literally every one of these guys is, is announcing for the NBA draft. So yeah, the yeah. truth is, even if the Cavs wind up in the six to eight range, yeah, I'm not. I think they're still going to get somebody. They're still going to give somebody good. They're not going to get somebody gonna end up in the top three anyway. So that's that's right because Gilbert. Nick is going to be there. 
That's true. I didn't think about that. I, I, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. So speaking of games where a team didn't score 50 before halftime, uh, <laughs> if you watched this game, this uh, beautiful uh, Hornets-Cavs game, and you did not watch the previous night's game against Miami, you are a lucky person because that game was abysmal. <laughs> that was... I missed it, and I'm glad I did. Uh, so let's talk about the fact that... The Cavs can't win in Miami? Well, here's... so 0-14, oh, oh, going back to 2010? It's insane. But here's what it is. The Cavs in New York, L.A., Miami, and New Orleans this year, 2-5. and five. So the top four party cities in the NBA... They are two and five. So, yeah. you know, and, you know, oh, and one in Sacramento post wine trip. <laughs> so, so you're going to blame it on alcohol. I did not say anything. What I, was I that did, song? I can't blame it on the uh, 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 alcohol. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. It, I, I don't know. I've, I know you're you subscribe to this. I know that Eli does. Uh, I know Mike. Mike does a little bit. I don't know. I don't know if I subscribe or not. I think certain guys do probably go out and have a good time. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm not casting but, stones. It's the regular season. <laughs> Blow off some steam. Yeah. No, it's I just get painful it. painful to watch. By the way, I mean, what's funny is Kyrie was one of the biggest, uh, oh, yeah. uh, abusers of that, uh, yeah. the party cities and, you know, I don't know. It's funny. Like when you go down up and down the roster, there's really only like three guys maybe that come to mind that you would say, oh, yeah, they were definitely out last night. But the problem is <laughs> that the one that's the most important is LeBron James, and he's one of those guys. I don't know if he is, though. Uh, I, I know he in Miami he, on his home. He goes, yeah, he goes out, but I don't think he goes hard. You know what I mean? No, like he's not I, that. I know he doesn't, but he's not he that was guy. A, abysmal last night like as good as lebron has been in some yeah, games this year but, he's but, been absolutely checked out in some other games from like, what he, i understood though again i didn't watch it you watched it but but from what i understood from the from the recaps and from just looking at some of the clips nobody was hitting shots and they the miami was just throwing like wave after wave of guy. they had james johnson as the main guy guarding him but they would on every play they threw like two or three guys at him well that and, is true but, like, in a way, I thought it was a really good exercise for the Cavs because clearly guys like Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance were not ready for that. And Rodney Hood. Well, Rodney Hood yeah. actually had a decent game, but were not lo- ready for that level of physicality and intensity. And yeah. as guys who haven't been to the playoffs, it's good for well, them to experience clearly, that. Clearly, it was Kevin Love getting just smashed oh, in the face and losing he, a tooth. He got drilled, and I felt bad for him because... And he got the foul called on him, right? Right, yeah. I mean, it was inadvertent, <laughs> and later in the game, kind of the same thing happened with LeBron on... What's on, the opposite of inadvertent? Is it advertent or just vertent? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> inadvertent would be advertent. Yeah, advertent. The, okay. uh, but um, you never hear people say that. I'm no, sure. so later in the game, Tyler Johnson, who's already missing three teeth. He looks uh, like a hockey player. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, I got clocked by LeBron on the almost the exact same play. So it, it happens. It's just it was unfortunate. You feel bad for Kevin because he's in the concussion protocol again. Yeah. Well, and he was and he was so good. The the yeah. four the three or four games he was back and yeah. clearly made the difference. But like that happened on the opening couple of plays, right? Like he was pretty much yeah, done. Yeah, he the- only played seven yeah. minutes. Uh, he, it happened like two minutes in. Yeah. I guess he I, came that's back, happen. played a few minutes in the second quarter, and then excuse. But me. he didn't hit any shots, did he? No, and he he started experiencing concussion-like syndrome or symptoms at halftime. So they are you surprised they put him back in at all? Well, he didn't have him till halftime, so he cleared before that, and then he had him, and then they pulled him. So I, you know, that's the way you got to play it. So yeah, no, for sure. Well, look, hopefully it's just a. Just a game or two, and yeah, and, he's and back. you know, LeBron. They're gonna need him against the Pelicans, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. And LeBron was terrible. Just totally, uh, you know, one of these six turnover games where he just kind of doesn't have his head in the game. They still played him thirty eight minutes. He just but, terrible in Miami. I feel like he always is. Oh, he always is. <laughs> I mean, if, if it's some weird mental thing he can't get over. If it's but if it's your conspiracy theory, you know that. That could be part of it, you know, if he was partying. But the other part of it is you could tell Miami really wanted that game. I mean, Dwayne Wade was playing absolutely uh, balls out that game. I mean, he was plus 22, led the team plus 22 in 17 minutes. Just uh, I believe he had four blocks. Like he was just playing. He played harder than I ever saw him play in a Cavs game. And he had some yeah. Cavs games where he played hard, but he was like a maniac every second he was on the floor. So you could tell that he really wanted that game against the Cavs. Okay. Conspiracy theory theory then. Do you think – because that, that loss allowed Miami to move him to seventh place where they would be a direct first-round matchup for the Celtics. Conspiracy <laughs> theory? Maybe. That that's not not a bad one. Like maybe because I like, you I know that there's nothing that that both LeBron and D Wade would love more than to for knock the, the Celtics out for the Heat to, for the Heat to take on the Celtics in round one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that is a very good. Um, that's not a bad conspiracy theory. Although, you know the magic or the Heat tried to let them back in it. So. But That's yeah, true. I mean, although that would mean the second round would be if the Cavs can get can get past uh, the Wizards or whoever winds up in the sixth seed, that would mean the that would mean the second round would be Cavs v Boston or or Cavs v Heat. So. Well, yeah, I mean the second round, no matter who they play, it's going to be a tough matchup. I mean, you're looking at either uh, Toronto or Boston or Philly. Or theoretically, Indy. All those are places that are. All those are tough outs. I mean, Indy or the Wizards, depending on yeah. how the fourth and the fifth shakes out. But uh, I guess nobody but Toronto would bug me in the second round, really. I mean, I feel like um, it. It doesn't really matter to me. I I don't care if they play Toronto in the second round or the finals. The Eastern Conference Finals. It's you know you got to beat them eventually. Yeah. Either either way, you got to beat three teams. So that's true. Um. 
Yeah. So you, I, so I don't know. I mean, who would you most like to, so the Cavs are in third right now. Who yeah. would you most like to see in the, in the playoff hunt here? Oh, the Wizards. The no, the Wizards. Oh yeah. No I'm, I'm totally with you because of all the teams. Yeah. The Wizards, although the Heat are a possibility today, yeah, I'd rather see the Wizards than anybody. I just don't. I think again, LeBron has this weird thing going to South Beach, and I feel like a yeah. Heat series would wind up going like six games and or maybe seven, and being a being just being a mental problem for him. I, I feel like the Wizards is a gentleman sweep at worst. Oh yeah, especially because they they clearly Bradley Beal can't be the man. Like he's Bradley Beal's a great complimentary player. He's not the guy that can lead that team. And John Wall will be back soon, but there's a whole lot of of uh, acrimony that happened between John Wall and his teammates while he's been out because they were doing just fine without not great, but just fine without him. And uh, you know, I mean, there was those comments that Gortat made. Um, you know, this this uh, I think they're going to have problems reintegrating John Wall. Oh, I agree with you. Um, and I and I feel like of a team that might look to make a move this off season, the yeah. Wizards. I could definitely see them trying to move John Wall. You know, yeah. Um, no, for sure. I, I could see a if if Kawhi is really done in San Antonio, and I know lots of people don't think that's true, but if if there was something where they could get they could they could they could get John Wall. And a pick for in, in swapping for Ka- for Kawhi, I could see something like that happening. Yeah. So what about um, <laughs> how would you feel if uh, he came to the Cavs? Kawhi? No, uh, John Wall. Oh, John Wall. Oh, I see what you're saying. Because um, they're going to have that pick. They've got Tristan Thompson and J.R. Smith's contract sitting out there. Yeah. You know, they can match salary. I mean, again, I hate. Trading. I hate giving, you know, competitors in the East uh, plum draft picks, but uh, it would just depend on who they got. I mean, look if if the if the Wizards called them up and said, "Hey, we would trade you John Wall. We'd swap you John Wall for yeah for for Tristan and um, you know, and if you draft Trey Young for us, then sure." I could see that happening. Interesting, interesting. Um, because Trey Young might be really. I mean, you you put Trey Young and and Brad Beal in the same backcourt, and you you know you you they would take a an immediate step back, but maybe not a, a big one. And who knows? I mean, lots of people don't believe in Trey Young, but um, but Trey Young seems to really believe in himself. So who knows? Well, and I um, feel like on that team, you could play. Sadaransky and Bradley Beal and Trey Young together. Sure, um, and it makes more sense for the for the Wizards to rebuild that way. And a guy who's more experienced with John Wall's abilities would make more sense on a LeBron team while he's still got a couple years left. The only problem with that is actually, I think on the court, LeBron and John Wall are a terrible fit together. Like both of them have to have the ball in their hands. Yeah, uh, John Wall and Wall kind of, really can't shoot threes very well, right? No, and he kind of dribbles the the air out of the ball at times. I mean, he's huh. great when he pushes, um, but in the half court, it's he's not that fun. I mean, he's a really good yeah. passer, but he has to have the ball in his hands. So yeah, yeah, but he's also a really good defender. 
and yeah, or can you're looking well I, 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 well but he when he's healthy he definitely is so if yeah, you look at it yeah. that way and say are you picking up John Wall as a second facilitator to get LeBron more rest in his post you know 33 year uh you know age year um and also looking at a John Wall to help you guard a Steph Curry or a or a Harden in the playoffs, you know? Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's a good I'm not thing. a big fan of him. I'm not a big fan of Wall's no, game. No, I'm not, but or, I know he has. But I could see that. So. I could see that logic being being molded by the Cavs front office. Yeah, and, and the other the thing, Wizards front office too. The other interesting question about that is if LeBron leaves, then then that might, you know, if you want to keep feeling a competitive team, that might definitely be part of your calculus. So, oh, for sure. But then, yeah, I mean, I guess you're still trading what Tristan and and Trey Young or whoever that yeah. they wind up picking, or George but, Hill or whomever. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. You know, yeah. I mean, John Wall and Kevin Love's a pretty good combination. Uh, it it is not a bad combination at all, and especially when you 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 know you got Clarkson and Hood. Also on that team and Larry Nance yeah. and you know yeah. it's not like you don't have pieces there so no for sure and especially if uh, LeBron goes west it's like you know anything can happen which I can't you know, imagine I, he goes I, west I, I, I know. Really we've had this discussion a thousand times I know I'm spitballing and I, and I agree with you I I think all signs point to him being back but look anything can happen he's clearly doesn't know what he's doing or he does you know. and doesn't want to say and. I really, honestly, I I think he, I think he, like like the rest of us, just wants to see how things shake out. I think no, he wants to see what you, he yeah. what he has. I think he, in his heart of hearts, I think he believes he can get out of the East again. Um, you know, with with the talent that he has, I think he's eyeballing these these key injuries in the West as a you know a potential opportunity because. Look, let's let's face it. No, I don't think there's anybody in the world who believes that at full strength the the Warriors aren't going to beat all comers. I mean, that's just when they're healthy, they're they're a they're a they're a bear. They're, they're an all time team. They really are. Yeah. I mean, you know, however they got there, you know, I hate to, it, you know, it's tough to say, but that's it's the truth. They have four four all stars, and uh, three of which are probably going to the going to the Hall of Fame. You know, so. Oh, I'd say all four could go to the Hall of Fame. Maybe, I mean, maybe. Although I kind of feel like Draymond's going to have a meltdown one of these years <laughs> that will prevent know, that. Yeah. Like, like Draymond Green is the most Albert Bell player <laughs> in the league right now. Like, where he's just so volatile and can't help himself. Like that dude's got definitely got deep seated like anger issues that he just needs to he needs to deal with. But you know, it also kind of makes him it. the player he is too. Like for sure, the for sure, no question. But but that's the thing that when you hear these guys talk in the off season about things that need to happen, like uh, invariably what comes up is that Draymond needs to get himself under control. And it's not; it hasn't changed this year. Like he's no, got just as yes. many technicals. You know, I don't think he's gotten suspended for a game yet, like Dwight Howard has. But it, he's close. President Stevens is mad. Oh like, yeah, Utah just took the lead. Oh boy! <laughs> it is uh, fifty nine, fifty eight towards the end of the third. This game is a 
aesthetically unpleasing. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of defense on that court. That is a lot of defense on that court, and, and a lot of like not not good shooters, other than uh, Joe Ingles. Yeah, <laughs> Joe Ingles, who like. He's even built like Larry Bird. I mean, he just looks like he stepped out of like, like Australian all he needs is Larry short, Bird. No, like all he needs is the short shorts, and he looks like he stepped straight out of the '80s Celtics. Like he just kind of <laughs> has that kind of flabby body. That's and, funny. And just he does not look like a a 21st century basketball player. So. Yeah. Well, most yeah. Australians don't. I mean, look at Delhi. That's true. That's true. So, um, question for you. They're just tough. They're tough and they hustle. And they drink. (laughs) And they drink. So, question for me. Um, So, who scares you most in the East? The Raptors? Um, Yeah, I think the Raptors. I mean, a lot of people would answer the question with Philly right now. Yeah, and that's Um, kind of where I'm going. Well, I I say the Raptors because the the Raptors have experience. They have shown the ability this year to completely change their identity, even though they fell into bad old ISO habits towards the end of that game against the Cavs. But in the seven-game series, with home court advantage, I think Toronto is uh, for sure the the strongest challenger that the the Cavs have. And I think because they've got two guys who can really, really score it um, and can, you know, get to the line, get their shots, they have... Um, wave after wave of, I th- I'd say, if not talented, at least long big men that can, can throw no, at the Cavs. They throttled, uh, who was it last night? Um, the Nuggets. Yeah. Their, their bench throttled the Nuggets last night. The Nuggets are fighting for the last spot in the playoffs in the, in the West, so. I don't think they're going to make it. I don't think they're going to make it either, so. Yeah, their schedule going forward is just brutal. But, um, but you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I think... Just from watching that, that the last, the two games they played against the the Raps this year, you look at it and you say, yeah, they look they they're deep. They're the deepest they've been. They don't really have. I was listening to um, I think it was Windhorst talking the other day, saying that the big thing that Toronto that the the Achilles heel for Toronto against the Cavs is Kevin Love because because Kevin what they if if Kevin is going to start at the five for the Cavs, then it's it's hard for them to keep either JV or Pirtle on the floor because those guys just can't come out that far, and it opens up too much for LeBron at the at the rim. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they can, if you know, if love if if love is healthy and the Cavs decide to go small like that, that that's going to be a, a hard thing for Toronto to defend with yeah. their with their big guys. Um, and it's going to depend on whether guys like CJ miles and Fred Van Vliet and, um, you know, uh, it, you know, if these guys can hit shots in crunch time, you know, in the playoffs, then they will be even more dangerous. And if they can't, then the Cavs will take care of business like they have the last few years. And I think that's the mental edge too, that, that the Cavs probably still have over the Raptors as a team. Um, you know, but you know, there's there's only so long you can beat up the the little brother before uh, before he rises up a little bit on you. So we'll see. But they're they're probably the team that scares me the most. I mean, the Sixers scare me just from a pure talent standpoint. I mean, I think the Sixers 
you know, assuming everybody stays healthy and assuming they can, like they're, them getting, uh, Ilyasova and, uh, Marco Bellinelli was kind of sickening for the rest of the league because the one thing that team really didn't have was shooters. And right. you just added two really good ones. Um, True. Well, they have Reddick. They have Reddick, but. Yeah, but you can contain one shooter. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. it's just the same thing we talk about when we talk about, you know, starting Jeff Green and starting, uh, uh, Tristan Thompson, you can contain one shooter. You can't, it's much harder to contain mul- multiple shooters, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, even though Reddick is fantastic, you know, a really good shooter. I'm, no, Reddick is, is close to Corver level. Oh yeah. And, and does some, and is faster than Corver and, and put it on the deck better than Corver. Well, yeah, he's like 10 years younger too, right? Well, or not 10, not 10 like years. Five. I mean, we, five. yeah, he's the same. He's almost, he's just a couple years younger than LeBron. So, yeah, so he's five years younger than Corver, but um, yeah, well, that's true. I mean, they they the problem is their key guys are so young and inexperienced. They've not been to the playoffs. Um, you know, Embiid's certainly a load, but Embiid can make mistakes and and has made mistakes in crucial situations, even in regular season games. Um, you know, I think that uh, what's the who's the the Ben Simmons guy ben like Simmons. he's he's impressive I mean he, he yeah. certainly you know but again he's he's basically a rookie so you're yeah, asking and, a lot. and the lack of playoff experience is definitely going to be an issue and he can't I mean look I think the way he'll struggle almost kind of the way that Rubio has struggled in in playoff situations where they're just going to leave you they're going to leave you open from 18 feet out and you're going to have to hit those shots or you're, yeah, you're the not big difference be between him and Rubio is you can post him up, whereas as Rubio, you couldn't really do that. Whereas Ben Simmons, you can just put him in the post, get him the ball, and then you know just run cutters and shooters around. And you and can't, but him. but you still have to be able to shoot the ball in the playoffs. No, no, I agree with yeah, I agree with you, but yeah, it's a little easier to hide when you're a forward. You know, yeah. which and, is, and, you know, 2016, LeBron could barely shoot. So, right. well, we'll see. I mean, they just got uh, Markel Fultz back too. So, yeah, and I guess he had a pretty decent game the other night. So, yeah, we well, played tonight too, didn't he? Yeah, How did uh, he I, d- I didn't. I didn't get to see. So, here, let's see. I'll look it up. <laughs> Another rabbit hole. Rabbit hole. Well, that's what it's all about here, isn't it? It, it is. Cavs, yeah. a, Cavs a pod. <laughs> Cavs rabbit the, hole. Cavs rabbit hole. Tangent. It wouldn't be a podcast if it wasn't a rabbit hole. That's right. All right. Uh, let's see. I'll get myself an answer here eventually. If you know, if my ESPN site doesn't crash on me, which it did. Oh well. All right, what, keep talking. I'll, I'll find it eventually. <laughs> Hot web search action. <laughs> yeah. This is not yeah, Tom's. We need, like, the Tom, we need Tom's clicky hot, keyboard. Yeah, hot blue keys or whatever it's called. Uh, <laughs> hot blue keys. Okay, here we go. Um, Fultz. No, he was terrible tonight. Not terrible. He was not good at shooting. He was one of five. But he had seven assists and five rebounds and a block. So hmm. there you go. Yep. Very, um, very Lonzo Ball-like. Yeah. So, Very yeah meanwhile, the Utah just pulled off like a twenty zero run. Nice. <laughs> Good. Thank God. 
<laughs> Someone's going to put these Celtics out of their misery. Yeah. I mean, I <sighs> would you like to see the second seed? Like, um, if the, the Celtics just went on a tailspin and the Cavs kept winning. I don't which, think it's possible now that they no, lost to Miami. Uh, it's still, I thought it was, I think it would require the Cavs win out and the Celtics. Yeah, out, Cavs but. are, Cavs, if the Celtics lose tonight, the Cavs will be five and a half games back with, I think, eight, eight to, to play. play. Yeah. That's, that's a tall order. It is a tall order, especially on a team that wins almost 70% of their games. But, but I do yeah. think the Cavs are going to have to keep winning. And I think they're not going to be able to rest guys because they, they really would be best served to stay ahead of the Sixers. Yeah, maybe. Um, I mean, there's, still I, I only, really... there's still only a game up on the Pacers, too, in the fifth, fifth spot. The last thing you want to do is be in a 4-5 with the Pacers where <laughs> you're going on the road to Indiana. Yeah, that that would be a night. That would be a nightmare. That, yeah. I still think they'd win, but that would be really hard. Yeah, it wouldn't, wouldn't they be really the struggle. Way at uh, could it, where could it, what's what's their arena? Pacers, the, the field house. Field house, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bankers Fieldhouse or whatever. Or they thinking. just have a tough time there. Yeah, they do. So, um, yeah, any uh, kind of ongoing storylines with the Cavs? I mean, I think we talked about Miami a little bit. It's one of those well, it looks like Corver's going to come back for the for the Pelicans game. Yeah. And, uh, which is great, and really uh, and still like, heavy, heavy heart. Well, yeah, yeah, heavy heart for the Corver family, man. That's just, Ugh. I mean, it, uh, losing a child is the worst thing in the world, I, I would imagine, and losing a, a child at twenty-seven is just devastating. So, and, and losing a younger brother, I mean, or any brother or sister, I oh, sure, feel like you know, especially young, it's just. Uh, yeah, yeah. So. it's it's um it's really it's a really just tough situation and I just hope, you know, Kyle can come back and, and uh that he you know, I mean he's that he's had um the appropriate time with the family and and that, you know, it's it's not something that you know it, it's something that he can use as inspiration rather than have it, it weigh on him for the rest of the, the year because it c- could easily see that happening. So Oh, absolutely. And uh and then the other Big ongoing storyline is where in the world is is Tyron Lue? Um, Tyron Lue? Oh, I think he's in. Uh, I think he's uh, at Ante Zizic's house, <laughs> um, coming up with new things to to use against him to keep him out of games. <laughs> like he's he's digging through his garbage to see what he can yeah. blackmail him with. Yeah. My God, who do I have to? I mean, do I just have? Does someone have to just like? Uh, I was I was joking on the thread. I'm gonna I'm gonna gluely style like set up a Kickstarter for somebody to kneecap to, to, to Tristan, Ty, Thompson. Uh, Tristan Thompson and and Jeff Green so that Zizich can finally get some time on the floor. Yeah, well, I, I mean, think we've seen that's just not going to happen. Apparently, apparently, it's not in the cards. Well, he um, got what two and a half minutes of garbage time tonight. Yeah, and it's, if that, did he make another bucket and improve his uh, ridiculous field goal percentage? I have to look it up now. <laughs> no, but I mean, yeah, the guy is posting a 24 PER. Um, uh, no, he did not take a shot. He had an assist and a foul in two <laughs> minutes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the guy, 
they're going to have to send him to Canton to keep him in, in shape. So, and, I mean, I don't know what they do with the with an extra guy or two because Akara White hasn't played yet, and they still have what two roster spots open. Like I don't even know where because they're not going to use them. They wouldn't play anybody. No, the only I would not be surprised to see them sign Kendrick Perkins at the end of the season. And uh, although I the think guy they, they always can only sign? carry thirteen guys in the playoffs, is that true? Is that true? Why couldn't you carry fifteen? I think you can only have thirteen guys on your playoff roster. I believe. <laughs> then I don't think that. If, then I don't think they're going to sign Perk because they sound, well, sounds like they like for the locker room anyway. No, but it sounds like like they like Okara White, like they like him long term. Oh. I think he he was a guy that because um, he was a Heat guy, and uh, he's a guy that broke Andrew Bogut's leg. But um, <laughs> I know, <laughs> but. I don't know. I, I, at least those are reports that have been out there that they really like Okara White. That they they knew he was not that he wasn't a hundred percent, and they just want to give him time to heal up. And he's more of like a more of like a like deep <laughs> deep reserve and like and like an Eddie Tavares at the end of last season. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Only hey. not as tall with freakishly large hands. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's not a bad move. I mean, no. if you can do it. Um, Hey, if you're not going to get Josh Smith from China <laughs> or, or Adam yeah, Morrison exactly. to come out of retirement, then then that's a, that's a move for sure. That's a move. Although, yeah. I mean, I'm sure they promised Dante he was going to have another spot, right? <laughs> Dante Jones, absolutely. Yeah, they'll probably just cut. They'll like cut Setty or Jetty or something like that, and add Dante Jones. I I would <laughs> love to see, um, you know, the Cavs, uh, back or uh. Sorry, Perkins back, but yeah, it's probably probably not going to happen. So yeah, I think he was. I mean, that was embarrassing when he had to tweet retract the tweet. <laughs> I wouldn't come back after that. I mean, he quit Canton after that happened. No, he quit Canton before that happened. Are you sure? Yeah, I thought he. Yeah, no, oh, he quit. He, so he quit and then tweeted it, and then like okay. two days later. So it was okay. almost like okay, after we make this trade. You know, there's a good chance we'll sign you, and then they were like, mm, "Not so fast." <laughs> so I don't. It's too know. bad. It is. I mean, I I respected him for going down to Canton. I mean, there's a several guys that are playing down in the D League right now that are names you'd recognize. So, yeah, maybe Monte Ellis. <laughs> yeah, uh, Alonzo G. I believe is down in the G League. <laughs> He's who they named it for. That's true. The Alonzo G League. It's, it is 3G service. Yeah, it should be. Did you ever wind up going to a charge game this year? No. If they send Zizich uh, back down, I'm right. Can. Come on. That it's, The problem is they, so they put them right the now. same nights as Cavs games. I am so I'll, disappointed right now. Like 80% of the time, they're the same night as a Cavs I figured game. you were going to take Nomad and go down to a charge game. Hey, maybe I will. There's still time. <laughs> But yeah, eighty percent of the time they're at the same night as the Cavs, and it's like, okay, you know, do I keep EG from taking the website down with too many pictures on the on the live right. thread, or right. or do I go to the charge game? I've been better lately. I think I'm just giving you a hard time. I love it. I've been more lazy and complacent lately. I think uh, I love it. No, it's no big deals. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, I I feel I don't know if we got anything left to talk about. Uh, um, basketball wise, I mean, the West and the East, 
Who do you think uh, makes the playoffs in the West? Because I think the East I mean, is pretty much settled. I mean, Detroit would take It's kind of looking like Utah now, right? I mean, you called it, so. Yeah. You know, if they, can, if they win tonight, that's a big win for them because I think totally. it puts them up. I think that puts them up um, two with – oh, and they're not even eighth anymore. Like the Timberwolves are, are last right yeah, now. They won, they won tonight. After losing to the Grizz. <sighs> yeah, I would say – I mean, look, the Nuggets, after losing their last two, are in a real tough spot because they'd have to jump the Clippers and the Wolves to get in. Um well, I guess the if the Jazz win tonight, they'll be a half game up on the on the Wolves in the seventh spot, uh, and actually they'll be they'll be tied for, with the Spurs for the sixth spot. So. Yeah, and the Pelicans that that Pelicans game that they're playing that's a huge spot because pretty much huge because they've lost their last. Yeah. Game. In fact, I was wrong. The fifth the fifth spot will be a tie with those three teams. It'll be the yeah. Pelicans, the Spurs, and the Jazz. So yeah, and there's five teams sitting on forty three wins. In yeah, the West. and the I mean, Thunder are only on forty four because they lost the other night too. So yeah, there's three games separating basically third place from eighth place in the in the West. So yeah, uh, you gotta, I, I do think it's going to be the the teams that are in there. I, I I just don't. I think the Clippers are running out of gas, and I think the Nuggets have just been just terrible defensively. So yeah, although I would not be surprised to see. The Timberwolves, you know, lose their focus a little bit, but we'll see. Well, they don't have Butler. So yeah, that's and tough. he's far and away their best player. Yeah, uh, but how about that? Would you want to see the, the Timberwolves with a healthy Jimmy Butler in round one if you're the Rockets? Um, no. <laughs> right. Uh, the Timberwolves are kind of a tough matchup for them, actually. The Timberwolves do a lot of things well that you know can kind of hurt them. You know, beat you inside. Uh, yeah. You know, play tough man to man D on the perimeter, at least when Butler's out there. So, yeah, yeah. I'll, I do kind of think we're going to see the eight we got now kind of a reshuffle, but you never know. And honestly, I don't know who plays who down the stretch either. So, I don't either. It's too, it's too hard to figure out. Your brain will explode. Yeah. And then the other, you know, the other lingering question is where did the Nets finish? Um, it, it is not looking good. Uh, yeah. Even though, even though the magic kind of play everybody at the bottom, um, dude, they're they're making the ground on the Knicks. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, that would really suck to see them drop to the ninth spot, but yeah, but it could happen. It could happen. Oh wait, I know what we didn't talk about great news. Isaiah finally had the surgery. <laughs> like, it only took a year. Like. <laughs> I, I don't get it. I mean, oh, it's it makes total sense that he knew what he had to do last year, and that's when the real problems happened. And then the Celtics had had a terrible medical staff, which they fired most of in the off season. Um, you know, and then Danny Ainge dumped his 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 uh injured baggage off on the Cavs because they had for, for apparently their injured baggage 
That's true. Um, no wonder he went and got a second opinion, by the way. And then, you know, and then the Cavs dumped him on the Lakers, and he actually probably he played his best games of the year, which is well, saying much. No, but he did. No, he had some good. But look, he beat the Cavs basically in the the game that I went to, and I left in the third quarter, uh, which I've never done before, and something I paid for. But, um, but you paid for it in more ways than one. Oh yeah, but the best news is in the in the same article that talks about him finally deciding to have the surgery it also talks about the lakers being really interested in re-signing him to at least a one-year deal if they strike out with either paul george or lebron or both this summer which oh yeah wouldn't could couldn't make me more happy because <laughs> those two those two those two people are the organization and the player completely deserve each other yeah, and the funny thing is, is like I feel so bad that Channing Fry is stuck on that team. <laughs> like, I know I love Channing Fry, and you know, it's like who is so? Here's my joke that I've been been googling for. <laughs> who is Isaiah's agent? John Dowd. That is terrible. I know, I know that's it's terrible. Awful. <laughs> that's all right though. It's a yeah. good. It was a good attempt. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, the Lakers are like it's funny. Like the Lakers are like the, the Lakers are like the Hornets West. <laughs> yeah, although I do feel like they draft better. I mean, I don't know. The Ingram and Randall and I think are. So you believe you're a big believer in Ingram. I'm not. I don't like sleepy I'm not eyed a guys. Big <laughs> believer. You're always talking about how much you love Ingram. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I know I'm, I'm, I'm just he's put up. He's light years better than he was as a rookie. Let's Look, put it I think way. Lonzo Ball is is sunk costs. I think <laughs> I think Brooke Lopez is on the move. Yeah. And whatever he's he's close to I mean he'll he'll be a I see Brooke Lopez being a like a Dallas Maverick next year. That's well, where the guy we'll that's gonna be a Dallas Maverick next year is is Julius Randle. Oh yeah. That that can be too they're gonna probably go out and sign him to a huge free agent offer the first day of free agency <laughs> yeah and they should but like yeah. you know kcp i can't imagine him being on that team next year um kuzma's a good they drafted well with kuzma i think um i like josh hart yeah um, i mean they've got some good young players but they're all really young still you know yeah no i think the most likely thing that'll happen is look I still think there's a world where they where they could get Paul George just because Paul George wants to go play in L.A. Yeah. and be a Laker and buy and, and all that. Cause... The other part of that being, you know, they're still going to have to depend on Melo for another year, who's who's you know slowly falling off a cliff. Oh my gosh, I, not so slowly anymore. Yeah, yeah that that's a that's tough. <laughs> I think I think it's a tough situation to go back to. It just again. A lot of it's going to depend on what happens in the playoffs. Yeah. Look, the Cavs get bounced somehow in the first or second round. That's going to give LeBron a lot of question marks about, you know, can I could I still win a title or two before I'm done somewhere else and oh, absolutely. retire and retire a Cav when yeah. I'm 40 when when my son's playing here. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe not. Yeah. Who knows? But indeed, I think if they if they make it back to the finals, then I, I don't know how you I don't know how you leave that 
basically. I mean, you know, you, you know, you know, you've got the organization doing the things you want them to do, whether you like Dan Gilbert or not. Ak- Akron and Cle- the Cleveland area is still home, still wants to probably have his kids go to St. B's because they won another championship. Um, yeah, I, I mean, look, he's got houses in Miami and L.A. still, but he can visit those, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's he's got a lot of money. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah. So. I just well, think that going to the Lakers is just – it just seems like the – Yeah. A, a, a kind of a of a ridiculous move. Yeah, no, I'll agree with you, and and I don't see him going to the Rockets. I, I just don't see that working. But yeah. who knows? If anybody can make it work, it's uh, Daryl Morey, but we'll, we'll see. Dork Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we wrap this up? Yeah. So anything to anything to uh, to pitch because I got something to pitch. Go ahead. I'll think of mine. Um, while you, while you so I don't. Have you seen Atomic Blonde? Yes. I watched it this weekend. What a fantastic movie! Yeah, you liked loved, it. Oh, I loved it. I mean, oh, good. just a lot of fun. I love the great soundtrack. action scenes. What did you just say? I love the soundtrack. The soundtrack is fantastic. All these great new wave songs. Uh, James McAvoy is fantastic in it. Um, yeah. Um, just I'm I'm trying to remember who the French girl is. Uh, same girl from the. Movie. Oh yeah, the girl from um, the uh, Kingsman, the first one. Um, she was a girl with the blades on her on her yeah, feet. The, yeah, and also was in um, was actually fantastic in Star Trek Beyond. So. Oh yeah, she was really good in that too. Yeah, so um, I'm trying to think of her name, but just a really really fun movie, and you know the the fight sequence, the single take, almost ten minute long fight sequence in the stairwell was amazing. Really, yeah, that, very that good. Was, yeah, very well choreographed. Yeah, one of the funnest kind of scenes since, uh, you know, the the one that they did in Children of Men. Uh, oh, yeah. Like that. Uh, so that, a lot of fun. Really enjoyed that movie. Um, it's cool. on HBO right now, if you have HBO. So Yeah, it's a good that, watch. So that's my pitch for this week. Yeah, All definitely right. a good watch. A lot of fun. Uh, I got two. Actually, like, I got a, a movie pitch and, and uh, like, TV. Um, digital pitch but from a movie standpoint it actually opened tonight at midnight if you're well i mean if you're listening to this podcast you probably missed it but um but it opens effectively tomorrow which is uh ready player one which is steven spielberg's new movie and uh this is a book that i actually tried to to option um back in back when it came out um it's really really a fun book if you again like with same with the topic blog like if you like sort of 80s influences this is this is going to be a big fun ride and i think it's gonna it's gonna really do a lot of business but also be a, a really fun and and uh nostalgic movie for for anybody that, that likes steven spielberg movies from the 80s so okay cool um so that's that and then uh I have not seen it yet, oh, but I'm 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 gonna be. I didn't my 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 son went tonight with his friends. I'm gonna probably go tomorrow and see it. Oh, but okay. uh, but it, yeah, it opens tomorrow and then it's plays through the weekend. But um, on the TV side, I'm very excited that uh, two shows came back. I I hadn't been watching The Americans um, as they came out, but I over the last like three or four months, my wife and I binge watched the first five seasons okay. and. 
really good show. Probably the best show that's never really been nominated for much in, as far as Emmys go. Yep. Um, but it's the uh, final season six starts tonight, started tonight. So I've actually been DVRing it while we're doing the podcast. I'm going to go check it out afterwards. Okay, but, so check out The Americans. Yeah, it should be. It, it's reportedly a really good, really good uh, conclusion to the series. Season yeah, I six, know, and then, uh, Tony Kornheiser is a big fan. Uh, yeah, and uh, it's a really good show, a very underrated really show, show yeah. but it, it's one of those shows that is kind of going out on its own terms, you know, yeah. in a similar like what Breaking Bad did and, and some of these other shows where, you know, it didn't outstay its welcome. It's it's at the right moment for it to come to an end. And uh, it's it's a, it's a great show. Very thrilling. But yeah. and then also next week, uh, Legion comes back season oh, two. So anybody who like great. Yeah. So anybody like Legion. <laughs> Definitely set your DVR to I think it's uh, April third is starts up again. So yeah, so uh, I watched a movie the other day. This is the other movie I got a pitch that was great. Um, what we do in the shadows? Have you seen it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah good, flick. fantastic. So the uh, do you know the director off the top of your head? Not off the same top of my guy head. who did Thor Ragnarok. Oh yeah, Ty- Taika Watiti. Yeah, yeah. Um, he co-wrote and uh, I think either directed or co-directed it. Yeah, very talented. Um, and also, I'm trying to... And Jermaine Clement from Flight of the Concords also yeah. in Legion is in yep. it, and he's fantastic. Um, so the whole premise of what we do in the shadows, it's kind of like a, a cinema... Not cinema verite, but, you know, a in-person documentary of right. these vampires in New Zealand and they're all kind of idiots <laughs> and, and uh, it's just really super funny. Um, yeah. Really kind of wacky, dark off the wall humor. Like they do definitely this, worth definitely worth checking out. There's a lot of homages it. to other vampire movies that are really funny. Um, it, it, yeah, it's really well done. It's a lot of fun. It's only like an hour and a half. So yeah, it, it it's a good watch. So, yeah, he's um, he's got a new one. He just announced uh, today, in fact, that um, he's doing with uh, another um, another uh, Avenger star, um, Scarlett Johansson. This thing called Jojo Rabbit, which is a World War Two story about um, this kid in uh, who, who's in. Hitler's army basically who finds out his mom's hiding a Jewish girl in their home. So it should be a really interesting movie. Third movie for uh Taika Watiti. Yeah, um who was uh yeah, and Thor Ragnarok's probably my favorite movie from that. Oh yeah, so much year. fun. So much fun. So much another fun. great soundtrack, another uh a, you know, Mark Mother. And extremely and extremely rewatchable, I think. Oh, unlike what, the, the unlike the first two Thor movies. Yeah, yeah, we bought it like the week it came out and we've watched it like three times since. So Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It is a lot, a lot of, of fun. fun. So Yeah, oh yeah. Far and away the best Thor movie. The the first two are just I don't think are very good, actually. But No, I mean it was they were the obligatory, like, we got to introduce a character yeah. and we have to make him relevant enough so that we can keep him in the Avengers. But, yeah, definitely the, the best of the of the Thor movies. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because the two Thor movies in The Incredible Hulk are probably the three worst kind of these new Avengers reboot movies. Yeah. And I don't even think they even kind of 
Incredible Hulk is kind of barely canon. So yeah, it's not even the same actor. It's not even more. No, it's true. It's a different actor every time. Yeah. Well, although, you know, uh, Tony Stark's in the end of it, which is why it's kind of considered, you know, borderline canon, but right. (laughs) anyway, (laughs) a lot of fun. So this has been Cavs, a podcast. Uh, the Cavs play Pelicans, Pelicans. When do they play? Uh, Pelicans on Friday. Pelicans on Friday. So um should be another good matchup for the Cavs and we could see Anthony Davis one more time this year. Uh who's you know, playing fantastic and Yeah, he's been ripping it up. He has. So But uh, only uh only eight more games to go. Eight more games till the playoffs, so eight, <laughs> a fortnight till the playoffs. So yeah. there we go. As always, right. go Cavs. Go Cavs. Thank you for listening to Cavs the Blogs Podcast. Check back soon for some more fun with your favorite blogger. There's a fire. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.